And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the We Are Loud Mead Preview Podcast. Mead, mm. a chance to save our season and ruin theirs. Lovely. Coming up, I'll be picking my team, giving my own preview, and chatting to Mickey Brennan from the We Are Mead Podcast to get inside of Mead. And there's loads, loads more to whet the appetite too. So tune in, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's a case of if we're going down, we're taking them down with us. First up, um, I'm picking my team. Um, excuse the, the nose, I, I picked up a dose on the way home from Tipperary, so as well as a hammering, I, I picked up a dose, so it wasn't a good trip home from uh, Torless. So uh, excuse the nose, I'm, I'm more nasally than normal today. But um, now I'm going to pick my team. And before I do, I'm just going to highlight the the number of players we've lost from last year's championship panel against Mead. And the actual turnover uh, from 27 to 2018, from Colin Kelly's panel that he's built up over three years to Pete McGrath's panel that um, is going to play me this Sunday. Um, there's a total of 14 players, uh, and out of that, there is actually a team that uh, you could pick. So, starting off in goals, um, t- this is the team we've, we've lost Joe Flanagan. Then in defence, you have Pop Rat, Paddy Riley, Court Murphy, Kevin Carr, Darren McMahon, Liam Dullahan. That's the half back line. Midfield, Peach Calliff and Derek Crilly. Adrian Reid, Peppy Smith, Colin McKeever are the half forward line. Um, Rory Moore in the corner, Owen O'Connor, and that, that's the 14 players. And I suppose you could throw in Dean Maguire there. He featured last year's panel and hasn't featured at all this year. So that just shows the amount of players we've lost and the quality we've lost for whatever reason. I know Owen O'Connor's travelling. I know um, Adrian Reid retired. Um, a couple of lads like Colin McKeever and Paddy Riley have dropped off this year. But there's other lads there like the Clotter lads, the O'Mahony's lads haven't featured. Um, and a couple of others have just drifted off. I don't know whether they didn't have the appetite or didn't want to train or didn't want to go back with under a new manager. So, so there you have it. That just shows what we're up against, really, and what what uh, a job P has had on his hands uh, to restructure the team, pick his own team, and mould his own players into a 
into his way of thinking as well. So it just shows as well, when you bring in a new manager, a lot of upheaval happens. New manager, new squad, new selectors all come in with their own ideas on it and players get a chance to be fresh and all other players kind of get a chance to say, you know what, I don't fancy it this year. So that shows, I just wanted to give that little highlight of the players that we have lost. Here, here's my team now to fit, to play Mead on Sunday. Um, out of Craig Lynch and Golds, um, I know he's been, he's he's out of favour. Galley went in last week, but I think Lynch in the long term should be our number one goalie. And the full back line: Darren Marks, Emma Carlin, and James Craven. They started the last day as well, and uh, they weren't bad. They played well enough. Um, to be honest, Carlin had another good game. Craven was unlucky to be taken off at the end. Um, and have Derek Maguire sweeping. Um, Owen Lafferty right half, James Stewart centre half, and Williams left half. Probably beating the same drum again. I'd, I'd have Stewart centre half plays there with the Gales, and I'd push Bevan up into the middle of the field alongside uh, Tommy Dornan. I seen he was Timmy Dornan in a couple of papers this week, but it's Tommy. Um, and then in the half forward line, I'd have McSorley, who's continued his good form, Andy in the 40, and Decky pushes up onto the other wing, replacing Kieran Downey. I suppose Downey and uh, Fergal Dunahoo would feel this should be nearly in the team at this stage, but I'd like to hold them in reserve for Sunday as well. And then up top, keeping the two boys going inside, Grimesy and Bornsey. I think there's a big game in them, and uh, what better big game than. Mead on Sunday. They also we also have the option of slotting um, William Woods in as well. It seems to be like a like for like now at Bournemouth. They swap in and swap out. It's kind of like a rotation. It's probably nearly agreed with before the game begins. So that's my team. I think it's good enough to beat Mead. It'll usually be announced on Friday night. The actual loud team. So um, I'll have reaction up on the Facebook page at We Are Loud. So check it out there. Up next we have uh, Mickey Brandon from Me Are Me- We Are Mead to uh, talk about the Royal Camp. On the show now is a special guest, uh, Mickey Brennan from the We Are Mead podcast. Mickey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being Dan. No pleasure. Um, you're uh, you're involved. You're after winning two senior championships with Simonstown um, this past two seasons. You're fairly close to the Mead panel and the, the Mead players. Um, are they nervous about facing the old enemy or are they, are they cocky as usual, Mickey? <laughs> I, I think the cockiness has been knocked out of them the last three games. They did have a great start to the season. A really good Burn Cup, it has to be said. And uh, they look to be uh, progressing nicely coming into the league. Got a draw in the first round against um, what's common. A game that maybe they could have lost and maybe they could have won. And then, uh, But they did manage to come away with a point there. And then the following week, they gave Clare uh, a, a right good trimming. And it all looked good for, Cav- or for, for me until they met Cavan. Uh, a very, very dogged uh, Cavan team, very, very well organised, and they came a cropper against Cavan. And since then, 
it's been all downhill. They lost to Cork, obviously, last weekend. And the weekend before, they lost to Tipperary. So, me, they're in a bad, bad place at the minute, you know. Um, you know, they're just above yourselves on three points. And uh, for all intents and purposes, it looks as though yourselves are, are going to be relegated from Division 2 this year. Easy, um, easy. And <laughs> it would take something special. But you could determine as well who goes down uh, from that division. So, you know, and, and of course, later looking at Championship, one I am Championship at this stage, um, and they want to be, some of the players will want to start, um, I suppose, you know, putting the name down, putting a marker yeah. down for a position in that team. And obviously, there's always 2010 to get any loud team going as well <laughs> with the played lead. Well, what's gone wrong for the Royals this year? Like, or this season? <laughs> Look, to be to be fair, um, it, it's nobody can put their finger on it. Um, I, I suppose Mead at the moment are just at a stage where they're a Division Two team, and you know they they just need to try and consolidate themselves as a Division Two team for the next couple of years. There are some good players coming up through the underage ranks. But Mead have been, you know, like looking down through the team last weekend, there was only two senior championship medals on the field for Mead last weekend. Never mind anybody doing anything at county level. You know, there's nobody on, on that Mead team that has won anything at county level. So it's, you know, Mead are in serious transition and they really just need to stem the tide and, and keep themselves as a Division 2 team. You're saying they're the team. They have a very inconsistent team selection this year as well, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, I suppose uh, Andy McEntee has been trying out a lot of players. In fairness, there was a lot of players that, that really looked good and showed up well in the in the O'Byrne Cup. They haven't got a look in in the league. Nearly like, I suppose, that Mead have gone back to you know the old reliable um, you know, yeah, yeah. certain names on the team that kind of are nearly guaranteed to be playing, and, and 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 maybe maybe that's something that needs to be looked at as well. A lot of the forward line are very similar, and um, you know they play the same role for their club, and um, and it seems to be bringing it into the the, the county setup. Uh, like looking across the the, the half forward line that was named for last weekend's game, James McEntee. Killeen O'Sullivan and Graham Riley uh, and Ben Brennan actually came in instead of Eamon Wallace but they're all a very similar player they like to go back to midfield half-back line and carry the ball forward and then you've got uh, Donald Lenehan and uh, Tomas O'Reilly were in the full forward line and although Donald Lenehan tried to hold his position as a full forward Tomas O'Reilly went out the field as well and you you just have a lot of players that are carrying the ball a lot of carriers instead of you know you, you need a what they what they like to call it a cheating full forward these days. Somebody who holds the full forward position is what I call that. Right, right. Because I did I did see them play against Cavan and I'm going to preview that later on. That we hopefully could find some joy if we packed the defence because they they do kind of run into trouble themselves. They overcarry the ball and they're, they're trying to take a solo and a touch too many and they kind of like they kind of run up blind alley. So hopefully now in draw they will try and. We will try and bog them down and maybe unsettle them and maybe demoralise And try and catch them on the, on the counter-attack, I presume. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I watched Loud against Cavan this year. And, you know, you were in that game uh, up until half-time. There were three points in it at half-time. But an early 
an early onslaught in the second half from, from Cavan really put the, the game to rest, kicking five points in a row uh, uh, unanswered. And, and I suppose, like, young Burns, Ryan Burns there was, was the main go-to player for uh, Leg that day. And you're going to need a big day out of him uh, if, he, if, if he starts against me next weekend. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of like we we and I presume Mead were the same. We took it very to heart after that Calvin game. And, yeah, and really, absolutely. really and truly, having seen Tipperary, having seen Roscommon, Calvin are the best team in the division. So we probably took well, it too hard. Well, I was going to say that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that you know maybe Calvin are not being given the respect that they deserve. Like they did play in Division One last year. Yeah. They drew with Kerry. They beat Mayo. Um, they drew with Monaghan. Uh, they they were eight points up at half time against Le- or against uh, Tyrone, and you know just a complete second half capitulation. And um, saw them lose that game. Um, you know, so 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 they played at the top tier last year. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I maybe people just don't give Cavan enough credit. They're very well organised. Um, you know, and they've got a system in play that suits their style of footballers. So you know, maybe you're right. Maybe you took that way. Too, way too much to heart after being beaten by Cavan. Because the way I look at it, we played better and we could handle Cavan a lot better than Mead did. So hopefully that's where the game will go on Sunday. You know, you you, you don't play Absolutely. you don't play with us. Mead don't play with a sweeper either. Well, the thing about it is, is that they do actually play a mass defence, but none of the players are playing as sweepers, so they get kind of lost around the 45 metre line trying to push up on tackles and whatever but that leaves space in behind Um, and if you have an inside forward uh, or or, or somebody that can come late to an attack and and throw themselves in behind the mid defence you could cause them trouble Um, it is something that they're they seem to from, from 45 to 45 they're fine but they leave big gaps in the full back line, and then when they have the ball, they leave huge gaps in their full forward line. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's from half back to half forward they seem to do well. So hopefully, Laird will try and uh, try and exploit that. Hopefully, like if you don't leave anyone at home, like I can see a good battle on the edge of the square with Conor McGill and Conor Grimes from Tully Allen and yeah. Ryan, Ryan Bourne's you've mentioned. I know Seamus Lavin's in Conor back, but usually Donald Keoghan picks him up. So that's a good little battle there. Um, who else do we have to look out for for Mead? Um, uh, looking through the Mead team, I suppose like Killian O'Sullivan and and Graham Riley, obviously, um, yeah. big names in Mead football. You know they do a lot of donkey work. They carry the ball a lot. If Donald Lenehan starts, he 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 looked very sharp against Cork last weekend. He just didn't receive enough ball. But then there's two of my own club men that. You know, a lot of people are calling out for in that full in that forward line, be it the half forward line or the full forward line, and that's um, Podge McKeever and Sean Tobin. And yes. um, McKeever is the highest scorer for me this year, and he only got five minutes against Cork last week. So, you know, uh, it meter under pressure here as well. There's no pressure on loud. Yeah. Um, so you know that that could play into your favour too. That's what I'm hoping, and actually, that's one of my next questions. Um, Andy McIntyre has come in nearly as the saviour of Mead football and it's now, look, at he's in his second season and he's, he's on the verge of um, promotion last season and now this season you're looking, you're in a relegation battle. So, yeah. is there a pressure on McIntyre? Look, I, I don't know if there's pressure on McIntyre. I, I don't think it's, it, it's a managerial thing. The pool of players in Mead 
is not going to change, you know, if a new manager comes in. They are picking the best names in football in Mead. Um, it's, it, that's just the state of Mead football at the moment, is that this is the best crop of players that we have. There's maybe one or two players that you could maybe argue could be in there as well. But it's just, it, that's the situation in Mead. I know that they, in the last number of years that they've started to pump a lot of resources into the development squad, something that they hadn't done for years. Yes. And they've done that now. And they are starting to reap the rewards of that. I know there's a, like the under-17s bet Dublin twice last year. The minors uh, bet Dublin as well last year. You know, and, and at all, all underage grades, they beat Dublin. So everybody kind of uh, puts Dublin as the as the pinnacle. So if you're doing well against Dublin, you're doing something right. So, you know, there is hope for me. It's just going to take a couple of years. And, and, and maybe, you know, if, if, if the, the players that are there at the minute got it right, uh, you know, they could sneak themselves into an, uh, a Leinster final over the next couple of years. Obviously, this year, if they get to a semi-final, they'll be meeting Dublin. And that'd be a huge ask if they did get to a semi-final. But again, Longford are going well this year, so we can't take anything for granted. Yeah, we're the same with Carlo as well, uh, first round. There's no nearly, there's no teams you can take for granted. But, uh, no, absolutely. And Stephen Poacher is doing a magnificent job down there with Carlo and uh, they really are a team on the up. So again, you need to get your house in order for that no, game no, and, no. and concentrate on that. So looking to Sunday, what's your verdict, Mickey? Look, I, I, I do think that Mead will have, have enough to beat Loud this weekend, and I'm afraid to say. Having seen Loud against Cavan and having seen Mead, like Mead, Mead have shown periods of brilliantness as well. Um, over the last few weeks and, and again against Cork they scored a goal in 15 you know so it's not like they're not able to get the scores on the board and uh, even uh, you know against against Cavan they did score one goal in 12 and you know like so they've been getting the scores on the board against uh, against Clare they scored 21 points it's just the inconsistency that's it you know what I mean like, and, 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 and you just don't know what league team is going to turn up but I just do think that they will have the firepower um, they are very fit. That's one thing to be said about them as well. And they do finish games strong. Um, so that's something to look out for. And I just think with the with the scoring power of um, the likes of Podge McKeever, or Donald Lennon, Graham Riley, who could get, kick them from all angles, and Killian O'Sullivan, you know, they're 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 players to watch out for um, uh, in in the back line, I suppose, for Loud on the weekend. Mickey, you built me up and then you took it away. You took away all my that last <laughs> sentence. Yeah. I give it with one hand and I take it away with the other. <laughs> Mickey, thanks very much. You can, you can check Mickey out on the At We Are Me podcast if you're, if you're that way inclined. Mickey, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks a million, Dan, and best of luck on Sunday. See you then. Thanks. My preview, uh, so I'm just going to go through the game, uh, having talked to Mickey there again, and say I'm Mead, and haven't seen Laird every game this year. Uh, I think the Boyneside rivalry brings an awful lot out of us, um, it brings an awful lot out of them as well. We beat them last year in Nav, and they beat us in the Championship, but it, it could have been closer, and it was it just kind of slipped away from us in the end. Um, 
I, th- I think that uh, the referee is going to be important. And the reason I mention the referee is because his name is Noel Mooney. He's the man in the, mid- in the middle. Why does that name sound familiar? Well, he's the one that sent Ryan Bournes off last year against Longford, gave him a 12-week ban. He, sent, he actually allowed to finish that game with 12 men with uh, Paddy Riley and uh, Tommy Dornan picking up two yellow cards. So he's the man in the middle. Will they have a bearing on things? Will he be uh, talking? Will he be kind of favouring loud? Will he be talking to the loud players? Will he be giving us an easy touch? Not very likely, but it's just just to let people know that Noel Mooney is the man that sent three players off the last day. He ref loud. I actually really think we can do it this week. I think on Sunday we we're going in with a really different mindset. We we, we know me that are at are at our level. If we play well, we can beat them. Um, I don't think anyone has any fear of me. I think we know the players inside out. The lads will know the players inside out, and I think we we have nothing to lose. We've absolutely nothing to lose. We're, we're we're going in there from last week and I had to remind everyone that we're still not relegated but I kind of felt it like we are down for coming home from Taurus. The, uh, the whole atmosphere around the panel was, oh, we're gone, our chance is gone. And that's nearly not a bad thing. Pressure's off. We feel like, if they feel like they're relegated and their chances are gone, fine. So let's just go out and express ourselves and really pull it up to mead. Home advantage as well. I know... Um, in other years, Drogheda wouldn't have been an advantage for the players, but I think this Sunday it will be. It's uh, going to be uh, it's going to be heavy. There's a lot of rain all week after the snow, so it's going to be a heavy, stodgy pitch. It's narrow, and uh, we're going to be more f- familiar with it. I know they played in a Bourne Cup game there a couple of years ago, but I think a lot of that panel has kind of left the B team. Um, Whereas our lads will be very well used to it. We played two games there this year, although the results weren't great. The one against uh, Down was probably our best result. And we played well for large chunks of that game. So you'd like to think we can bring that, like knowing the nuances around the place, that it will help us. And maybe we'll be a bit of a leveller as well. We're, we're going to have to take everything we can. And hopefully the home, home advantage counts. Hopefully we get a big crowd out as well from local Loud people. I know Loud haven't been well supported this year and it's hard for the fans to get out having been losing a lot of games this year. Um, but me brings the, the locals out and um, hopefully we can get a bit of a cheer and a bit of a rapturous reception for the Loud boys. I suppose where a lot of my confidence comes from for this game is i seen me play Calvin uh, where they got hammered by Calvin. And it really put a couple of things in perspective. Um, we actually performed better than me did against Calvin. And we shouldn't have been so hard on ourselves after that Calvin loss. And it kind of knocked us completely off kilter for the remain, remainder of the season. We actually, we, we could handle Calvin a lot better. We just didn't take our chances. Mead couldn't take their chances and couldn't handle Calvin whatsoever. They kept getting muddled up going forward and were very open at the back and they had no really answer to me to Calvin or anybody of the field. So, going off that premises, I know Mead have made a couple of changes since that game that might help them. But looking at the team, more than likely what way they're going to line out, it, it all plays into Loud's hands. They usually set up with four half forwards, two inside players, but no sweeper at home minding the house. So that, that that hopefully we can copy the Calvin template, keep it as tight as we can, 
um, in Drogheda as well, make it tight and narrow because they have pace, they need attack. But if they if they're not allowed space to run into that pace, if they're not allowed <laughs> if they're not allowed use their pace in that space, well then it'll go a long way to help us. Like you have the likes of Eamon Wallace, Kitty O'Sullivan, Brian McMahon, Graham Riley, all flying machines. So they usually play out they usually play out the field. Um Eamon Wallace kind of swaps and plays the whole left hand side himself. And he probably can play that whole left hand side because he he's pacey enough. But inside um it'll be Donald Lanahan more than likely alongside Thomas O'Reilly who came on against Loud to make his debut in the championship last year in Parnell Park. So they are two very they're good they're very good sharp shooters, those two boys. Don Lanahan is actually a brother, Daryl Lanahan's a place for Blackburn and got called up to the Ireland soccer squad recently. So with those two boys to give them the platform up front O'Reilly can win his own ball Lennon's very sharp as well and then on the half forward line they're full of pace they're full of movement but they can be bottled up like I said and hopefully that's what allowed her luck to do pack the defence and blood them out just like us they've returned David Gallagher returning in the goals David Gallagher's returning after a long absence and he's in the middle of the field his kick outs are fairly straight they're fairly accurate they're fairly long Andrew, he replaced Andrew Colgan and Colgan had a bit of a like weakness in his kickouts. He would he would swing to the left all the time and he played against Calvin. He hasn't featured after that game. So it's very much no short kickouts, everything long. Means full back line looks we can get at them. Seamus Lavin is not a natural corner back. Conor McGill is a full for full back that you like to think Conor Crimes can get the best of. So we have there is hope there and there is glimpses. They're they're naive and they're agricultural. So that hopefully if we if we just suit up and we're a little bit tighter, a little bit cuter on them in defence, frustrate them and then hit them on the counter attack. In Drada you can do that. So hopefully we hopefully we can do it. We're good enough around the middle. We've nothing to lose, and their their forwards have lost a little bit of confidence. While airs are growing, Grimes he had had his best game. He's improving every game. Bournes is still very. He's nailing on the freeze. McSorley is bags of pace and he's scoring and he's starting and he'll be relishing that Andy as well loves playing against Mead a couple of things we have to highlight on Brian Menton he's a big man around the middle of the field for Mead but he's highly influential for them he's their leader he drives them forward he wouldn't be overly great in the air but he's a, he's, he's a big man at, at driving forward and he's good for a point nearly every game but he, he lifts it, he, he raises the tempo for me. He sets the tone. He's a, he's another new midfield partner alongside him in um, Brian Connell from Simonstown. He's more of a defender, so he might just do the defensive work for for um, men to drive forward. There is also Adam Flanagan and Harry Rooney to return as well. They could come in. They played very well against Laird in the past as well. But I feel if we put the clampers on Menton, stop him, he's the big leader for Mead. We have a good chance of, of, of being there or thereabouts come, to, come crunch time in the game. And you can't really talk about um, a Loud Mead podcast without talking about Graham Riley. He he always raised it. He went to school in the Marys in Drogheda. Um, he knows Loud lads inside out. He's his kills partner. Um, ben Brennan's starting. It looks to be starting as well. But Loud have to limit his influence he he gets me ticking over and he always plays well against Loud so if you corp him slightly keep him out of the game it'll also go a long way in, in helping Loud win so it's fairly easy to know my verdict I, I'm a Loud man through and through I really think that uh, we can do it 
Um, thanks very much for listening. Enjoy the game. Look out for the main talking points pod on Sunday night um, on uh, Facebook. Uh, we are loud on SoundCloud and at We Are Loud on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet to We Are Loud on iTunes, you should, because you won't miss a thing then. Rate and highlight it or um, review it and hopefully get other loud people to see the podcast that it is there from a foreign shore. Thanks again. Really looking forward to it. Come on, loud. Janet's face. Man, we just fell about the place.